Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. It's myself, Raj Geary, alongside with former WWE referee extraordinaire, Jimmy Corderas. Hello, hello, and I love that intro. Thank you, extraordinary, <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah. That's what I always call you. And uh, one of our all-time best uh, podcasters, Isa. Isa, how are you? <laughs> thank you, thank you, Raj. I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about this show. So much fun. Absolutely, yeah. So um, WWE Night of Champions. This, I, I feel like WWE is just has been on a string of home runs lately with their with their PLEs. And I thought this continued it. This year, they have had just nonstop great PLEs. And this was another. It's hard for me to say PLE, not pay-per-view. But, uh, right. But, yeah, I thought this this continued it. Uh, real quick, Issa, first to you. Uh, what were your overall thoughts? I thought it was a fun show. I thought it exceeded expectations. A lot of unexpected moments. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it, but overall, a lot of fun. Another great crowd. WWE keeps doing these international shows, and these crowds keep just showing up. Fun. Fun overall. Yeah. Uh, I am okay for the people in the chat asking. I'm okay. We'll talk about the bloodline in a second. <laughs> uh, Jimmy? I, I don't know what more to add to that. I, I, I agree. I thought it was a, a fun show. There was a little bit of everything. Something for everybody. Whether it was mm-hmm. in good in-ring action, some entertaining storylines, some great, you know, character developments and, and planting seeds. Yeah. Let's put it that way. There was a bit of everything. Yeah. I, I thought WWE storylines had kind of taken a little bit of a dip after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But tonight, I thought <laughs> it, it definitely brought it back. And yeah. I'm not I'm, I'm a pretty mellow guy. I'm not the kind of guy that will yell, holy shit, while watching <laughs> wrestling. But when uh, when that Jimmy Uso kicked to... Roman Reigns happened. I was my mm-hmm. I jumped out of my seat. My dog got she's behind me, but she got she got worried for a second. She like jumped up and looked at looked at me. I was like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh so yeah, without further ado, let's start the show. The show opened with Seth Rollins defeating AJ Styles to win the 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 vacant, I guess you could call it, world heavyweight championship. Uh it started off, you know, kind of the basic the basic match, but towards the end. Uh, Styles went to the apron uh, to hit a phenomenal forearm, but Rollins struck, hit Styles with a super kick. Uh, he had been selling his knee. Uh, he, he got hurt with it from a dive to the outside earlier in the match and then also with a cap crusher. Uh, so he attempted a curb stomp, but his knee gave out. Styles went for another cap crusher, but Rollins was able to hit a pedigree and then connected with the stomp to win the title. And afterwards, Triple H came in the ring and presented the World Heavyweight Championship belt to Seth Rollins. I thought this match was just fantastic. I love the, I love the story it told with Seth Rollins selling selling the knee, not able to hit the the curb stomp uh, because of his knee. I, I thought it was just great all around. I, I'm curious what you guys thought. Um, Jimmy, let's go to you first. No, I enjoyed it very much. And like you said, it started off. It didn't, you know, you expect sometimes to start off the show like let's get into it and go. 
They mm-hmm. took their time. They told a story. They let people get invested. They were a little bit. You could tell that the audience was waiting and th- th- their wait was uh, rewarded with a, a very, very good, strong opening match. And, and you know, it. you talk about storytelling and, and, and that sort of thing. It told a great story. You know what I mean? It's great back and forth, you know, between the men. And the crowd got really hot and really into this. Mm-hmm. Issa? I really liked it. I mean, what else were we going to expect from Seth and AJ Styles, right? I mean, it was going to be a banger guarantee no matter what. Um, there was a couple of spots where they were ready for what each other had, which I appreciate from people that have studied, you know, that have wrestled each other on multiple occasions and that are just technical masters the way that Seth and um, AJ are. I love the way that Seth was uh, selling that knee. There was a spot in there in which the referee adjusted the shoulder, which drove me absolutely crazy, and they caught it on 4K. Jimmy, I was I was live streaming. <laughs> I was doing a watch along, and I was like, I can't wait to talk to Jimmy about this. It didn't take me out of the match, but we saw it. We caught mm-hmm. it, right? And I don't mm-hmm. know if that was the right thing to do. I, I'm not a referee. I mean, I have the right person to ask. But uh, well-deserved winner. And I, how did you not get in your feels to see Triple H presenting mm-hmm. Seth? You know, it's a throwback, the authority. I mean, Seth and, and Triple H has gone way back. So it was a nice moment to see. But overall, I mean, what a way to start the show. Jimmy, talk mm-hmm. to me about that spot. Okay, here's the thing. I get it. The roll-up happened, and the shoulder was on top of the leg, so the ref- the shoulder was not down, so the referee couldn't count. Right. And instead of trying to take his shoulder off the leg and put it down, which is what the referee tried to do, just, you know, motion. Hey, that shoulder's not down. That shoulder, right. leave it up to the talent, to, to the guy doing the pin to uh, readjust to get the shoulder down. You're not the one helping him get pinned. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. He was helping the pin attempt. Yeah. Big mistake. I, uh, well, that's you know. what I was thinking. I'm like, didn't, you, shouldn't the ref just go like, hey, no, mm-hmm. shoulders not down, shoulders mm-hmm. not down. But like, they definitely, ju- he just like adjusted him. And I was like, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and one quick thing too, and in, in going into this match, technically it was babyface versus babyface, which is a tough t- kind of match to do because you kind of divide the crowd and the crowd kind of gets split on who they want to cheer for. But they were solidly, for the most part, behind Seth. And they, they, they did this match very well for what it was. It wasn't like your classic heel versus baby face where, you know, they were anti this guy. And th- I think they exceeded what they attempted to do with having two baby faces go head to head. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think about this match going on first? As, it, you know, originally when the lineup was uh, made public or it, it was leaked, um, I was like, well, if you want to establish the world heavyweight championship as an A title, I think you should start it by going on last. But then the way the show worked out, uh, I can't disagree with how, it, how they did it. Um, Isa, to you first. I think that um, the opening of a show is just as important as the closing. Uh, it's going to be very hard to sell this belt as equal until the person that's carrying it make it matter that way. This is the first champion. This is the first person that we're crowning. And now I need Seth to have an epic ring and make it feel as important. But we're over here celebrating a thousand day championship and that just doesn't happen on normal day wrestling. So mm-hmm. I wasn't bothered by it because I feel like now we can see what this belt is going to be. Like, I know we all made fun of it, right? The constellation belt, the, the bronze prize, but this is when this belt takes off and we see what it can be and what it can become. So I'm not matter where they put it here. Let's see what Seth can do with it. Let's see if Seth can get it to the end of the show. This is where we go with it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And, and to your point, you know, about this being a secondary title, when uh, Triple H first was presented the World Heavyweight Championship way back in the day, it was literally Eric Bischoff handing it to him. And mm-hmm. that quickly became the A belt. So, a lot of, I, I don't see this becoming the A belt over Roman as long as Roman is champion, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's, you know, it's doomed to fail. Uh, Jimmy, uh, your thoughts? No, I, I, the, the, my thoughts were like everybody else's when this was announced as the opening match. Like they say, the two most important matches on the show is the, the first match and how you start the show to get people invested and how you end it. And I thought both ends of this, uh, you know, were, were awesome. And uh, I was kind of questioning. I didn't want to say that, no, they shouldn't go with this first. I was questioning. I, I said to myself, I, I, I'll see what happens at the end, of the, what, what, <laughs> what ends the pay-per-view before I pass judgment. And I think it was the right call to put this on first because it, it, it made a great impact early and Seth did a great job later on. I know we're jumping a little ahead here with talking with uh, Byron, mm-hmm. making it feel important to him, at least anyways, and him stating that he will be def- there on Monday night, every Monday night. Yeah, starting with this Monday. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to get a couple of these comments here. Um, might be jumping a little ahead, but <laughs> Tornado Anthony Y, always great to see you. Hey, Issa, Roman lost. So what do you want to talk about? Well, since you <laughs> want to use it, what do you want to talk about? Let's talk about how Cody did today. Why don't we talk oh. about that? Oh, uh, another yeah, Roman one. didn't lose, solo lost. Let's, let's get that <laughs> correct. Thank you. He should... He should be dealt with for that. (laughs) Amen. George Bartley, seeing Roman's future blow up. Hell yes. Um, Roman's future looks great to me. I mean, he's still holding his two belts. I don't know why everybody's sweating this. Yeah, Roman has to depend on other people to win. That's never a reliable way to go. You don't depend on anybody. You got to get it done yourself. Right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Roman, if anything, this this match reminded me, that match reminded me of why he's, the best in the business right now mm-hmm. uh dylan matthews this went first because seth needed to fly back to film which i've heard that rumor that makes no sense because no. it's a 12 hour sure flight they're all, yeah they're all catching <laughs> yeah. the same flight guarantee you that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and and not only that if he's going to be on raw so is he going to go film the marvel movie for like a few hours and then right yeah literally for like two hours <laughs> and then we show up on monday right so no i don't think so and I plus don't. They did a interview segment backstage with Seth later. I, I mean, they could have pre-filmed it, but still, him mm-hmm. being on Raw on Monday night, the, the how long the flight is out of Saudi, uh, right. I don't think. Uh, I don't Special think shout true. out to Seth and that gear, absolutely incredible. Wow. I mm-hmm. love what he wore tonight. I love the gold <laughs> nails, kind of like a giveaway, matching the belt, uh, beautiful mm-hmm. belt. A lot of uh, we saw a lot of really smart moves in the ring today, and it started here with AJ Styles taking full advantage of the injured knee and trying mm-hmm. to go for that. We saw it later on with Cody and the arm, but I thought there was a lot of really good in-ring awareness today on this show. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and to your point, that coat that Seth was wearing, have you guys seen The Fifth Element? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. So There are too many records, so it's hard to remain remember stuff sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tucker basically was wearing that coat, yep. except <sighs> not cut off, so... I don't know if it was inspired by that or what, but I don't know where Seth gets these coats, but props to him. Right. Um, Sridip Gupta from India saying, hi from India. Love the pay-per-view. Off topic. How do you feel about Double or Nothing? 
every match has weapon officially and other matches will use weapons unofficially. Also, two matches have special enforcers, referees, which is kind of the same. Yeah. We will cover that tomorrow night. We'll have, I'll be actually, I went from not being retired a month ago to I'm also doing tomorrow's podcast is, is Issa and, and Matt Coon. But um, yeah, uh, quick early thoughts on Double or Nothing. Jimmy, I'll, I'll go to you first on this one. No, it, it, again, uh, th- this is one of the issues I have. I Yes, I get uh, AEW fans are, are, are really into this, but they do a little bit too much repetition on the same show, so to speak. You know, when you do too many weapons matches, the less it means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When And, you know, too many of the same sort of finishes and too many ref distractions and that kind of stuff. Uh, that's the only thing. But I'm sure, you know, in true uh, AEW fa- fashion, they will be doing their best. Everybody's going to work hard and try and make it as entertaining as possible. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to see it live, so I'm going to have to catch it afterwards at some point. Um, you know, family commitments. Uh, what can you do? I want to stay married. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good thing. Isa. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm not as particularly excited as I have been for other doubles, double or nothing in the past. I think there's potential, but yeah, I agree. There's a lot of crazy stipulation matches, even the main event being a fatal four way. That's still a no DQ. Anything can happen kind of match. I don't want to, um, discount anything you know i think they can still surprise us but it feels predictable and it just doesn't feel exciting but hey prove me wrong that's i i i love watching wrestling and i'd love for them to prove me wrong but as of right now my hype level doesn't match what it was last year to give you an example yeah i i think um the build has been underwhelming especially i think the main event i don't think anyone expects mjf to lose I feel like MJF is at that level right now where he needs to be beating the top, top guys like Omega and, you know, uh, guys like that to really establish him as a top guy. But um, I think it's going to be a really good pay-per-view. AEW just doesn't have non-entertaining pay-per-views. They're always entertaining. And this pay-per-view really kicks off was going to be one of the most uh, fascinating periods in AEW's history with the Wembley show coming up and Collision and Punk coming back. So um, this is the start of what is going to be a really interesting summer. So while the pay-per-view itself might not be loaded, I think it's going to be... it's, it's it's starting a fun time. Yeah, and really quickly, uh, uh, like you said, with that main event with uh, MJF, the four pillars, let's put it that way. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. three of the pillars I can't picture right now as being the face of the company. MJF is pro- probably the, right. the only one there. I think, if anything, uh, a couple of them have been exposed during this uh, mm-hmm. during this feud as not really belonging in that main event scene. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but it, it'll be a great match. It'll be fun. But right. no, I don't think if they did take the belt off of MJF, it would be a really dumb move. So I think um, so. Yeah. Uh, all right. So up next, we had Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch. Um, I thought it, I thought the match started off kind of slow and ended up turning into, I thought, a, a pretty damn good match. Uh, at the end of the, towards the end, I'm sorry, I'm not the best at the the blow by blow uh, recap. So I'm just going to kind of give you the endings. And, mm. and then if you haven't seen it, go watch it. <laughs> but at the end of the match, uh, Becky Lynch was outside the ring. And then out of nowhere, Zoe Stark came from under the ring, uh, attacked Lynch and hit the Z360. She threw L- Becky Lynch back in the ring. Stratus hit the Stratus faction for the win. 
And afterwards, Trish and Zoe celebrated. So I, I, I don't know if they're officially linked. It, it sure did seem that way. But another good match, Trish getting the win. Uh, mm -hmm. Originally, when I put my predictions on Twitter, I thought Becky was going to win. But right before the match, I was like, nah, I, I actually see Trish winning this one. And it happened. So mm -hmm. good stuff. It gave the rub to Zoe Stark, who I felt like could use it, just kind of being new from NXT. Um, Issa, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I wasn't feeling the buildup for this match, if I'm being honest with you. There was something about this field that wasn't clicking for me. The match itself, I thought, clicked. I thought they were killing it. I thought Trish looked incredible. Um, Becky Lynch was walking and, and, and wrestling with a purpose tonight. You could tell there was a little something there that we haven't seen from her. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the finish just because, again, we were just talking about it with AEW. I kind of knew we were going to get a lot of weird involvement with the main event. So I was like, I don't want to see people helping people all throughout the show because Every the main event, we knew we kind of went into it knowing it was going to be a big soap opera, right? But if somebody's going to get that moment, it should be somebody brand new to the main roster. I think Zoe Starks is super talented, and pairing her with Trish Stratus is a big deal for her. So I'm excited to see where this goes and, 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 and where the story goes. Becky Lynch face afterwards, she was bleeding and she posted a picture, and her face is all cut up. So I'm I, I, I can't wait to see uh, what's next in this field. Yeah. Um, Jimmy? No, I, I enjoyed it. I liked that it started off almost like a brawl. Like mm -hmm. It didn't start off as a wrestling match. The, it looked like the women were really hot, hot at each other and wanted to really get into it. And then it kind of settled down and turned into a, a very good match between these ladies. And Trish showing, uh, even the crowd started saying, you still got it. Even though they were booing her, they they appreciated the fact that, you know, hey, she's actually can, can still go in the ring. And, uh, you know, you, you questioned about People will say, well, it's Trish's time to put the younger talent over, like a Becky Lynch. But Becky is already over. She doesn't need that. She doesn't need the rub, so to speak, from, from, from Trish. Now, like you said, if Zoe Starks is affiliated with Trish, there's the rub. There's mm -hmm. the young talent getting the elevation. And that's where I hope this is leading to. And maybe Zoe Starks uh, realizes that she's being used. And you know, you never know. Maybe she gets the match against Trish and gets elevated in um, that fashion. Yeah, and I don't think the stuff with Trish and Becky is over either. So, hmm. um, but yeah, you know, Trish is kind of a regular right now for the first time since her retirement. So you, yeah. you don't just beat her every time right now. You want the wins over Trish to mean something. And it was her first singles match in a while. So yeah, first singles match. You kind of protected uh, Becky here with the involvement of Zoe so that you could give, you know, Trish the win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have to give them props. Out. I'm sorry, Raj. I just wanted to say one more thing. Like I have to give them props because the match that they followed, as soon as that world title match ended, I'm like, man, I feel bad for who's got to follow this. But they came through. I got into it somewhere like halfway through this match. So props to the ladies. Yeah, same here. I thought it was a really good match by the end. And and then the ending, the involvement in Zoe Stark, I thought it was really well done. And mm -hmm. This is kind of one of those pay-per-views where I thought up and down, everything was well done. Even Rhea Ripley beating Natalia in two minutes or whatever Actually, it was. Actually, that was thought, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think fans were wanting a competitive match for that. I think you want mm -hmm. to see Rhea just destroy people when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Issa, you froze up you, there. Yeah, she's frozen. You look... <laughs> Sorry, you froze up there, Issa, for a second. Um, uh, so, 
after that, they aired a video of Mustafa Ali visiting Mecca. And then we went to Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Um, Gunther was in control most of the match, which made sense. He's been a dominant mm -hmm. Intercontinental Champion, but it wasn't a squash. Mustafa Ali, I thought, looked great here. Uh, I, thought, I thought this match clicked on all levels. I thought it was a really good match. At the end, Ali hit a super kick and went to the top rope. Gunther dodged, hit the shotgun drop kick in the corner, and then hit the powerbomb to retain the title. Again, mm -hmm. I thought... Really well done. You know, you have Mustafa yeah. Ali wrestling in Saudi Arabia, so you don't want to you don't want to squash him, but you also don't want him to take seventy percent of the match either. So, right. but and he, and he had the hope spots where you almost felt like maybe he could pull it off. So I thought, uh, great stuff, uh, Isa. What did you think? Uh, I thought it was predictable, but I thought that Ali looked great in defeat. I thought he was a star here. Crowd, the crowd was behind him, but. We know how this was going to end, but it doesn't mean that Gunther can't make a star in the process of it. And, and this was a great moment for Ali. Can they capitalize on it? That's the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's Jimmy. true. Yeah, no, for me, for me, the big surprise here was, was Gunther. Yeah, Mustafa Ali did get that good offense in where, he, you know, um, it, there was one point there where they did a great false finish where even you saw the crowd go, oh, my goodness, I thought that was it. You know that? See, yeah. my, we all know that Gunther or Gunther, however it's pronounced, is, you know, is a special talent. He could do a lot in the ring, but can he carry a match and make a, a, you know, the underdog figure look good in the process of losing? And he did exactly that. He made Mustafa Ali look wonderful in this match. And even though we kind of knew that there is no way he was winning the match, he still came out of it looking pretty good. And that was the goal here. Yeah, and I think even with the loss, this was probably Ali's highlight in, so far in WWE, uh, mm -hmm. at, at least on definitely on pay-per-view. Right. No, I agree. So, all right. So, Night One is saying this could be a reboot for Ali if WWE takes him seriously. Mm -hmm. You see where we go from here. It's all about what you do next. <laughs> Andrew Taylor saying, Rod's driving. I'm not a fan, but Jack Farmer is in Vegas this weekend for Double or Nothing, doing coverage for Wrestling Inc. So I enjoy being on the podcast, but not driving. It's not my thing. But here, <laughs> doing wonderful. Don't worry about Thank it. you, Mike. Mike saying, we miss you, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, Stellar Justin Lopez saying, Gunther hits a year as Intercontinental Champion on June 10th. Only two other men have held the IC title for a year. Macho Man Randy Savage at 414 days and Honky Tonk Man at 454 days. Insane that Honky Tonk Man still holds that record. Yeah. But, but uh, hey, his title reign worked. Macho Man Randy Savage, my favorite of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, should Gunther beat that record? We've got... Uh, so that's almost 100 more days. So basically three more months. Uh, a little over three months. See, there's the question there because they've got this thousand day reign with with Roman Reigns, and now it, it looks like too much of can they surpass so and so as as the longest champ? This thing, I think, uh, uh, it, why not some make it close, but him not beating it? I don't know. Um, I'm more of a. I, I mean, we'll see if these records get broken, but I love what they're doing with these title reigns. They mean something. And we saw mm -hmm. that happen today mm -hmm. when, when a championship changed hands. You just don't expect that anymore, and it means so much more. Um, mm -hmm. So 
when Gunther gets pinned, it needs to be a huge moment and it needs to make a star. Whether it happens now or after 455 days, it's what you do with it because you are building historic reigns here. Yeah. Who would be the guy to beat Gunther? Because kind of to your point, Issa, it should be, shouldn't be someone already established. Um, it should be someone that could use the rub, in my opinion, um, and that you see could be a star, uh, but isn't quite at that level yet. Um, I'll throw it to you, uh, Issa. First. Yeah, I'm thinking now because you have me, what, we're in the Raw. He's on Raw, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think who in the raw roster, but they haven't really built anybody up as of right now for that. I mean, there's a lot of people on Monday Night Raw that I wouldn't, I don't know about getting the rub. Like, you know, Shinsuke right. feels fresh on Monday Night Raw. There's, but that wouldn't be building a new star, as we just mentioned. No. Uh, but if you're making the title feel important, it doesn't have to be a new star. It could be a Cody Rhodes on the road back to like building his way back up. I mean, there's a lot of people that could do it. I mean, somebody, somebody just said Braun Breaker. A call-up wouldn't no. be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy? Yeah, it's a tough call because you look at it, uh, who could use the rub? Like like Issa said, uh, you look at somebody on there that I think has been underutilized in, in certain ways is maybe a ricochet, somebody like that, because mm-hmm. it obviously needs to be a baby face, but then transition into who's the next heel, big heel after that too. To, yeah. to run with the title, but uh, maybe a Matt Riddle, hmm? Some, somebody like that. I don't know. Matt Riddle seems like a logical choice because he looks like he can he he can withstand the punishment from someone so, like a Gunther. Some people in the chat are mentioning, for example, Dominic Mysterio, Damian Priest. I will throw Finn Balor in there because they are doing a lot with Judgment Day right now. I think putting some gold outside of Rhea Ripley will be a great idea for the faction. I mean, they are kind of running Monday Night Raw right now. Yeah. No, I like, I like, sorry, I sorry to interrupt you, Raj. I, mm-hmm. I like the idea of Dom as the champ eventually, but it, you know, go into it, him taking it from a heel. Hmm. Yeah. Joseph Boza thinking that they gave Ali too much offense, offense against Gunther. Uh, Joseph. Not, oh, go, go ahead, Jimmy. Sorry. No, I don't. Th- I, 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 like I said, it, it was a good underdog story and they thought they told it very well. Mm-hmm. There was some period. I think there was one time where he's like climbing to the top rope and just Gunther just shoves him right off the. Oh my god, <laughs> he looked brutal. Like yeah. Gunther is a machine right now, and I and I, I have fun watching him. Yeah, I think he, you want to please the crowd also, and I think a squash wouldn't have done that. Especially no. we're, doing, we're doing one later on too. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. What I was gonna say. Thank you. Yep. Joseph Boza again bringing up uh, Gunther's two short, two week shorts of one calendar year. Dylan Matthews saying Gunther should break Honky Tonk Man's record. Uh, Martin Kanyinji saying Roger Wright Gunther is a better name as opposed to Walter. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I feel like if he originally started as a Gunther and then went to Walter, people would be like, ah, oh, that name sucks. What are you mm-hmm. doing? So, uh, Jimmy, I'll cut it first. I'm just uh, not a big fan of changing the name from NXT to to when they get called up because if you're a WWE fan, you see that and that bothers you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And maybe maybe there are fans out there that watch Raw or Raw SmackDown and don't watch NXT and say, "Oh, this, well, they did start calling him Gunther while he was still in NXT, but he didn't last very much longer in NXT after they called right. him Gunther. But he did get a couple of weeks as Gunther in NXT. True, very yeah, very fair point. But still, you know, hey. 
<laughs> I th- I just thought it was funny because we just we kind of like adjusted to it and we're just saying it and it just like makes the the the, the banter and how crazy the internet went just look so ridiculous <laughs> now you know. <laughs> You know, champagne comes when we're. I like I like both name. names. I like both names, but I adjusted to Gunter. I think Gunter sounds badass, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I can agree. I think if you were to, if, if you had no attachment to either name, you heard both right off the bat. I think right. Gunter is a way tougher name. Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> right, and David Lane, David Lane saying Gunter should face Honky Tonk for the record. I, as far as I know, Honky Tonk's healthy, so I'm sure he could. He could come out for one can, more match. <laughs> can can Gunther handle the shake, rattle, and roll? I don't know. Mm. That's true. Getting the, getting <laughs> or the hairstyle. The <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after this, we had Asuka. Um, uh, Asuka defeating Bianca Belair, I would wow. say, uh, to win the Raw Women's Championship. This was one when I, predict, when I put out my predictions. This was the one. I was like, I could see Asuka winning here as an, as an upset. Mm. And... It happened. A really, um, the match itself, I felt like they weren't on the same page for a lot of it. Uh, I felt, and the crowd was kind of. I think after the hot start with the two matches, they were they were a little quiet for this match. But at the end, Oscar and I thought this finish was super creative. Oscar took that miss, spit it in her own hands, and, and when the referee was distracted, then Bianca went to get Oscar, and then Oscar rubbed it in Bianca's eyes, and. And then she hit a kick and won the championship, ending Bianca's, you know, uh, record title reign. Uh, so uh, I thought it was great stuff at the end. Um, a huge shock uh, to a lot of people. Uh, Issa, I'll, I'll go to you first. What, what were your thoughts? Wait, Jimmy's dying to say something. Oh, no, Jimmy, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. Jimmy, you I, first. I, I went to you, you said first last time, I think. No, because because uh, I, I don't mean to correct you, but it, you say the referee was distracted. The referee wasn't distracted. She was walking behind. Right. Doing her, it, it was in the process of, you know, her, her natural motion where, you know, uh, Oscar reached around with her, her fingers full of the mist. And, and kind of raked or rubbed it into Bianca's eyes. And like you said, very creative, very different. I don't know if that's been ever been done before. If it has, I don't remember it, but that's for sure. But I thought it was very creative and it was an inventive way to get the title off of Bianca without really hurting her much. And again, not putting the heat on the referee. It puts the heat on Oscar where it belongs. Mm. And by distracted, I meant he just didn't. No, no, see I, get, I, I know, but I don't want people who, who, in case they didn't see it, to, to think that there was a referee distraction since we already got those. In. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Isa, your thoughts? Oh man, I was speechless. It was like really funny because you guys know I do watch alone, so I watch this live, and and somebody that's when he hit me. I went into this certain that Bianca was winning, right? Because I'm like, okay, they already lost at WrestleMania, and I even said, I'm like, okay, well, just give her Asuka against instead of sacrificing somebody new, right? That was my train of thought going into this. And somebody in my chat said, well, where do we go with Asuka if she loses? And that's when I was like, God, you can't go anywhere with her if she loses here. She kind of has to win. That's when my mm-hmm. mentality started going, oh my God. And what we were just mentioning with Gunther, I was, I was, speech- I was happy. I, I mean, Asuka is never the wrong choice ever. I was so happy, but I was so speechless. They're making these title rings mean something. And when that pin happens, you have those holy crap moments. And I will say, 
I, well, I don't want a heel turn for Bianca. I think Bianca is killing it with the representation, the baby face, and everything that she does. I do think we need to see some layers. And Bianca chasing after being so dominant for so long is a story that I can get behind. It, it, it revives, re, revitalizes Asuka. Uh, the match, yeah, like you said, not perfect, but I, I just didn't mind it because he had a shocking finish that everybody's going to remember. And I love the camera work with that finish because, like you said, Jimmy, it wasn't cheating. The ref just didn't see it. She was positioned in a way where she couldn't see what was going on. It was beautifully shot where you're like, oh, no, it's going to. That, that's I automatically went into shock mode like, oh, my God, they're really going to do it. <laughs> Super happy for Asuka. I just hope that this isn't a mm -hmm. transition thing and she's able to like have a significant reign here. Right. And and really quickly, like you said, uh, the way it was shot, and that's one of the things that WWE does well, is mm -hmm. if they have a finish like this, they go to the people in the truck and say, hey, when this comes up, here's what we would like to see on TV. You know, so right. they do communicate with the, the directors and all the, that sort of thing. So they do it's, that very well. It's amazing how the production of it will like play with your feelings, right? Because you're seeing it all play out. It's, it's be, when it's executed to perfection, it's beautifully because mm -hmm. you're like seeing the ref is not seeing it. You're seeing what Asuka's doing. You're feeling like, oh my God, Bianca's about to lose this title. Everything just by getting the right camera angle. You love to see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought it was great stuff. Uh, Phoebe saying no one is ready for Oscar. Oh, Bianca wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. Ricky Zaldivar saying that was a shock. Same thing as Stellar Justin Lopez, surprise of the afternoon. Uh Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jero uh, J saying he loved the finish. I did too. Mm -hmm. uh, Joseph Boza bringing up. Kana is now a four-time women's champion. Joseph Boza noting that it was a 420-day reign for Bianca Oof. Belair, which is... You know, uh, there's a lot of... I've heard some people criticize WWE having these long title reigns for for people, but I feel like Asuka winning that title was such a shock because it was a long mm -hmm. title reign, and it mm -hmm. helps her right off the bat. When you just yeah. have the even the secondary titles, if you don't, if you have like the Intercontinental title, if it was just changing hands all the time, it wouldn't mean anything. So by having right. these longer reigns, it makes those title matches mean something, and it elevates whoever beats the champion. Mm -hmm. and, and speaking, we talked about it with Seth and AJ about them. You know, they wrestled each other. They were ready for what each other had. I love that Asuka changed her strategy here with the Mist and what she did. Because a lot of people are like, well, why not do it at WrestleMania? Well, guess what? Asuka learned from WrestleMania. Asuka mm -hmm. came back different. The one thing that they were trying to sell you on commentary for the last week, week, two weeks, is like, oh, this is a different Asuka. She actually proved it in the match mm -hmm. by doing something completely different to get one over on Bianca. And like I said, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I do think that this will add a layer without having to turn Bianca heel. Now we get to see her shades. Now we get to see a different version of babyface Bianca because I don't think that Bianca should turn heel. I don't. No, mm -hmm. no well, for sure. And I, and Asuka feels like a totally different character than she did you know, mm -hmm. years ago. So mm -hmm. right. great stuff. I thought, uh, again, baby icing. Asuka wins justice for WrestleMania. <laughs> Night one saying Asuka with the finger poke of doom. 
Joseph yeah. Bozo, great point. First time a singles women's championship has changed hands in the Middle East. I mean, yeah. when this when these PLE started in Saudi Arabia, they didn't even have women on the first card. They didn't now, allow women to travel. Right. The first Saudi Arabia mm -hmm. pay-per-view. If you go back, I don't I don't want to. I'm not going back to look at it, but I remember the crowd was completely different. We had couches with all kinds of people that were uninterested mm. in the front. No heat. It's yeah. crazy yeah. how far we've come. This is no longer a certified house, like a glorified house show. That's what the first right. one felt like, and you felt we are watching it. Now you're seeing they're creating all of these moments. Not just we had three women's matches and it felt normal. We used to not even allow the women to travel with them. Like, how crazy is that, right? Now we're seeing title change. We're seeing matches that matter. We're seeing storylines advance and progress in the Middle East. It's great. I think I think the, the last few events that they've done in Saudi Arabia, I'll say it, they're killing it. Look at the yeah. moments they created for Ali. That Sami Zayn entrance, if you yeah. didn't tear up for that, right? There, there's like, there's... They're creating moments here and the fans and seeing these fans go crazy yeah. to see their favorites. That's what mattered. The kids, man. It's all about the kids. Yeah, they're, they're really, they're really into it. And they got, you saw it with all the entrances, like with Seth's entrance, with Cody's entrance, with everybody's entrance. They are watching the product. They are into it. They are bought in. They are invested. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get into the whole politics or anything. No. But the, the shows are definitely 100% different mm -hmm. than they were back then. The crowds sucked back then. Yeah. And, it, and mm -hmm. now they're, I mean, this was one of the best crowds, uh, you know, nothing's going to top that backlash Puerto Rico crowd, but Thank this you. was one of the best. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about this later, but I, I the, the crowd reactions for the WWE PLEs this year by yeah. them doing more international events, but also Rumble and WrestleMania have mm -hmm. been, it's the best string so far this year that I've seen since probably the Attitude Era. I mean, mm -hmm. just hot crowds every time. Uh, next up, we had Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. <laughs> uh, Dominic Mysterio taunted Natalia right off the bat, and then Rhea Ripley attacked her from behind, and pretty much just hit the riptide for the win. I don't, I don't know if it quite lasted a minute. It might have been a little longer, but um, you know, it just made Rhea Ripley look like a badass. Uh, I, I, I don't know if a long match, even though Natalia is one of the best women's wrestler in my opinion in history, not just mm -hmm. now. Uh, but I, I just felt like where Rhea is at right now, I thought this worked perfectly. Um, Jimmy, I'll go to you, you first. What did you think? No, I thought it was fine. I, I, you know, at first you think, oh, no, you can't squash someone like Natalia. But at the same time, she's kind of untouchable at this point right now. Oh, yeah. You can't hurt her in the eyes of the fans. And this being a quick match like it was yes, there was that little bit of interference, that distraction there by Dom, uh, which caused this. The only thing I would have done different from a presentation standpoint is, you know, they rang the bell when they weren't facing each other. Mm -hmm. If you know what I mean, it's just, it's a tiny little thing and people go, Oh, stop nitpicking. I, I get it. It's a little thing, but at the same time, it would have been cool that as soon as Dom dropped down and she turned around, there it was bam, instead of from behind and ring the bell there. That's just a, a minor little detail, but at the same time, I don't think it really hurt this. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it, it got, it, it served its purpose. Rhea's over like, oh my goodness, she's a she's a badass. And Natalia, untouchable right now. So, Yeah, Natalia is surefire Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. um, again, one of the, one of the greatest. And, and, and in, in my opinion, uh, in a lot of ways, one, the greatest as far as longevity and doing a full-time schedule for so long. I mean, she's she's been amazing. Uh, Issa, mm -hmm. what'd you think? Rhea Ripley has it all over it. Oozes it. 
I mean, my God. Uh, she is everything. And she's, what, 25 years old? I mean, we have a lot left of Rhea Ripley. And I love that she's getting this built now because her first title reign didn't feel like it was just, like, you know, I just, I didn't like the way that it went down. Uh, that being said, I don't understand why people are criticizing this. It was Natalia's birthday. Rhea Ripley did her a favor here. She could have punished her for 10, 15 minutes. But no, she's like, let's end this fast. I'm not going to make you suffer so you can still go and enjoy your birthday. Rhea Ripley for president. How crazy is Triple H Rhea Ripley versus Vince McMahon Rhea Ripley? You know, like she feels like just a totally different level of star now. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, uh, you know, she you could see it that she had it. It's just a way of presenting it. And it felt like you were under Vince, you were waiting for it and mm -hmm. waiting for it and waiting for it. And Triple H is like, OK, it's time to put it out there. Mm -hmm. She's had it um, since the NXT UK days, you know, and I I just. I don't, I don't know what it is. There's just something. We, we all talk about it, right? We call it the it, but what else are you going to call it? But she's always had it. But, like, ever since joining the Judgment Day, everything just switched. And it's just been incredible to watch. And what she's done for Dominic Mysterio. Let's not forget about that. I think the pairing of Dom with, with Rhea has really, really done wonders. And she's a big part of why Judgment Day is working right now. It's been amazing. If you told me a year ago that Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio were going to get paired up, it'd be like, right. what? There's, I can't see that chemistry ever working, but it's been awesome. Dominic is also one of those guys that's quickly went from turning off the TV to must-see TV. He's mm -hmm. just been fantastic in this role. Mm -hmm. uh, Larry Larry pointing out it was 69 seconds. Tornado oh. Anthony Y thinking they did Natty Dirty. We kind of oh. covered that. Uh, one thing, I walked into my kitchen to take food out of the oven and the match was over. Uh, it's the same thing as Justin Lopez. Um, well, at least, at least he remembered what he went to the kitchen for because sometimes I go from my TV to the kitchen and by the time I get there, it's like, what did I come down here for? Right. I wasn't done drooling over Rhea and the next thing you know, the match was over. I'm like, what is mm -hmm. happening? Come on. You're right. So there's some yeah. controversy over if it's 69 seconds or 70 What's... seconds. Right. But that uh, doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, Terry Allen Jr. saying, during matches, sometimes the camera should rotate the ring for a fun view. WWE needs fresh camera angles and respect towards Mustafa. Um, th there was this thing that they did in Puerto Rico. I, I don't know if they've done been doing it since. I haven't noticed oh, it. Drone. But the drone. I thought that was one of the coolest things uh, I've seen recently. Loud ass drone. If you were in the building, you could hear it coming your way. Like it, it was a very loud. Oh really? Drone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this? You're like, what? We all went under attack. No, it was just a drone going by. <laughs> not as not as not as bad as two fighter jets flying over the ring at the tribute to the troops without right. people without them telling you it's going to happen. Oh God. Because I, I was in the ring refing the match between. Uh, uh, Chris and, and Eddie uh, during the tribute to the troops when we were in Iraq and all of a sudden we stopped and kind of looked at each other and everybody went what is going on here do we dive under the ring You're like we and then I'm getting on my 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 IFB I'm getting it's okay this was planned we didn't tell anybody <laughs> we wanted natural reactions from you well you got them <laughs> yeah they're lucky you guys didn't be like all right forget this we're out <laughs> yeah yeah all right so up uh up next we had Brock Lesnar versus Cody Rhodes. And uh, <laughs> it's funny, before this match, I was like, 
this should be like Lesnar versus Cena at SummerSlam, just Lesnar destroying him because a one-armed man shouldn't have a shot against Brock Lesnar. But Cody, Did you used... feel that way when he was like wrestling with one arm against Seth Rollins at Hell in a Cell? It, it, Seth is different than Brock. <laughs> You're saying, yeah, I. Yeah, I think it's and and Cody was able to use both as opposed to being in a cast. But I felt like for this, um, I didn't think so. But then the way they did the match, I thought was perfect and it worked beautifully. Uh, mm-hmm. Cody using the cast yeah, he as a it. weapon. Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? You said I said he shit it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if it was no DQ or what, but <laughs> it was allowed. Right. And the announcers did a good job pointing out his titanium cast. So mm-hmm. Brock sold beautifully. So it wasn't a one-sided squash. Cody got in his offense. Um, at the end, uh, Cody got on the Kimura. Uh, he got it on earlier, but Cody was able to make the ropes. And it was great drama with Cody mm-hmm. making the ropes. And then finally at the end, Lesnar went for an F5. Cody hit the crossroads for a two count. Cody attacked Lesnar with the cast again, but Lesnar hit the F5, only a two count. Cody kicked out. Then Lesnar latched on to Kimura again. And this time Cody didn't tap. He passed out. And so, uh, and then Lesnar held on to it after the match was called. Great stuff. I thought this match was just fantastic. I love Brock Lesnar matches. You never know what you're going to get. It could be a, a 10 second squash. It could be five minutes of just big moves, or it could be, Something like this, just filled with drama, and uh, and I, I thought this match was just fantastic. Um, Isa, I'll go to your first. I'll go to you first. What did you think of this match? I I really enjoyed it. I wanted Brock to win here. Uh, a couple of things. It's like I I'm never gonna get tired of Cody giving the belt to a kid ringside every time he comes out. Mm-hmm. It always talks on my heartstrings just to see the kids' reaction. Um, I loved, and this is weird, right? Because we know Cody's the baby face, but he's using the titanium, A. B, in Puerto Rico, he attacked Brock before the belt rang. Brock didn't do that. Brock just showed. He was just smiling at Cody, like, come at me, bro, you know? No. All right. Um, yeah, it was a lot of really good in-ring psychology. I just didn't understand. I guess Jimmy can answer my question. Is the cast part of his gear? Is it considered part of his attire? And that's why this wasn't like a disqualification. Are we going to have a rubber match here? Because I would like to see a fair and square match between these two guys at this point, right? Because I feel like there's always been one up the other. Cody outsmarted him on the first match here in Puerto Rico. Now uh, Brock kind of took advantage of the injury. So are we going to get a healthy both of them rubber match? I don't know if that's where we're going, but I would like to see it. Jimmy? Huh? No, I hear you. And as far as the cast goes, see, that's the, that's the tough part. It's it's there because it, in storyline, he the the arm is broken and it is a protective uh, device used so he can participate in the match. At the same time, it's wrapped. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's kind of one of those borderline iffy things. But in this case, it worked because it is a monster beast like Brock Lesnar. So you uh, Cody going into the match with a broken arm, you got to give him something. Right. So uh, in this case, I think it kind of worked. But at the same time, you can question it. And even Brock, if you, if there, let's say, for example, he was going to use the titanium cast to beat Brock with, then Brock has kind of an out as well. But for him to survive the beating with the titanium ecto cast or whatever they call it, and, uh, you know, the crossroads and kicking out of the crossroads and stuff like that, Brock looked like, uh, like the beast he, he is. And Cody looked pretty good, too, 
going into it, surviving as long as he did, you know, like you, like you said, uh, Raj, you know, with the Kamara on until he made it to the ropes. And then the second one, he even kicked out of an F5. Mm-hmm. So he didn't get pinned. He didn't submit. He passed out. Yeah. So, you know, Cody kind of showing some, uh, some gall, some balls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But and, in, a, in a losing effort, it worked and looking, for, made, makes you look forward to a um, rubber match. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that's where they're headed. Um I'm sorry, go ahead, Isa. I was just going to ask you guys your opinion because I personally thought it's like there's no recreating what happened with Cody at Hell in a Cell, right? So it was such an organic moment. It was insane. I'll never forget it, right? It's one of those wrestling moments that you go, I'm never going to forget when Cody freaking wrestled with a torn peck. So doing the injury angle here, kayfabe, just didn't feel right. I was waiting for it somehow. Like, this is what I was waiting for. For this cast to be rippable and for Brock to rip it off of him and, like, put him in the Kimura with the broken bare arm and that's how Brock gets him to pass out. I think that would have been more effective. And I thought that's what we were playing into this because it wasn't you're never going to match that moment ever again. I don't understand why you would even try to touch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lesnar can't tear titanium though. Okay, but don't say it's titanium. Yeah. Yeah. You could have just wrapped it. You could have just done something that looks like it could be ripped. It's a fake broken arm. You could have done whatever you wanted. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that wouldn't look... If you want to get that kind of like sympathize people, love Cody still, I think that would have been more effective than trying to recreate. Like, Cody's going to do it with a broken arm. No, he already did it with a torn peg. Let's not mm. try to recreate that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do agree with you. I felt like they were going to the well um, too quickly. Uh, and if the Rock can freaking break a cast with his arm in Fast and the Furious, Brock can make it happen here. Yeah, Brock it's, flexed it, right to to break it. <laughs> it's it's too bad the cast wasn't like a a regular cast that if you smash it against something it can break. And during the match, Brock breaks it off and then hits that Kimura and you get the pass out. And you get into pass out. It would I just think that would have been so. I'm not criticizing it. We all agree that we like the match, but that would have mm-hmm. been so no. much more effective if we were gonna go with the he's gonna pass out and not tap you know, baby facing. Right. I, I, I got to admit the visual of Brock tearing the cast open. Would be oh, really so good. Cool. They missed opportunity. WWE yeah. call me creative. Yeah. Come, please. come on guys. <laughs> Get Issa on board. There you go. <laughs> but uh, overall, you know, one thing I thought too was Brock selling. I thought was just amazing. I think people forget that Brock can just sell. And when he's getting hit by the cast, it looks real. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's mm-hmm. really getting hurt. And he's, He's out of it. Brock is just sometimes he doesn't get the credit for selling and things like that. And he is one really, of the best sellers. You want to know yeah. when you're a good seller when people don't point it out. If people are right. pointing out that you're a good seller, then are you a good mm-hmm. seller? Right. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. But uh, man, with the way that he throws people around, like my oh, God, I, I hope people awesome. are just prepared. I'm assuming they go into this match like God, let me land the right way because he just tosses them. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Uh, night one pointing out that they like your idea. Duh, it would have been epic. Yeah. Uh, RJ Krasinski is asking, hey guys, does this loss hurt Cody short and or long term? No, I don't think so because he went into the match with the broken, uh, quote unquote, broken arm, which gave them the out, gave him... You know, a, a way to get through this match without him having to. He didn't get pinned. He didn't. He didn't submit. He refused to submit. Uh, you know, so uh, I don't think so, RJ. 
I think he does. <clears throat> I think he does. He should have not gone into the match injured. And he got the opportunity by everybody that talked to me. As a matter of fact, at the end of Monday Night Raw, I felt like Triple H was saying, all right, bro, do you. Get hurt. I don't care. Because <laughs> they tried to, like, talk to him about this, you know. But um, I, it does. We, we'll rebuild here. We'll see if we go to a rubber match or what we do with Cody now. Uh, did somebody put on Twitter out there something about maybe Triple H has a hand in this? I mentioned it. Yeah. That, that if uh, the reason why we haven't gotten a motive for uh, Brock, uh, why Brock attacked Cody in the fir- I mean, Cody in the first place is because all this time Triple H has been behind it. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess others have floated that idea to people when mm-hmm. people mentioned that. But that would be, you know, look, I, I'm not a big fan of um authority storylines but it's been so long since triple h has been involved he still has that presence and him and cody have that thing that you know the inside wrestling fans mm-hmm. know so it, i think it would be a, a fascinating fascinating storyline to have triple don't, h be the one don't mess with the throne mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean think about it and he crowned seth over here it would be yeah that would be awesome mm-hmm. yeah Alonzo Smith is asking, why does Cody get to wrestle injured? Let's not let the facts get in the way of a good story. Uh, and but it's true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> because they, they talk about not being cleared and stuff like that. So I, I don't know right. how you get cleared to wrestle with one arm. All right. So <laughs> up next, main event time. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Roman Reigns, obviously, superstar entrance. His entrance music always reminds me of the theme of Succession. As soon as it hits, I'm like, oh, yeah, the Succession finale is tomorrow night. <laughs> Roman, Sammy, uh, Roman and Solo coming out. Sammy and KO next. Sammy with just an insane pop. Um, this was like Montreal all over again. Fans were going nuts. Fans were just hot for this whole match. I mean, I think it was probably like 10 minutes from when they started the ring entrances to before anyone touched, maybe even longer. But it was a fantastic 10 minutes of just crowd going nuts. Roman's looking like a prick. Sammy's, you know, Paul Heyman did the ring introductions for Roman and Solo. And then Sammy did their ring entrances in Arabic. Fan, and the fans just ate it up. Roman's looking all smug. He's being a total prick. It was just fantastic mm-hmm. television, I thought, even before they even touched. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start mm-hmm. there before we even get into the match. Mm-hmm. Your, th- your thoughts on just the heat for this match. And, Jimmy, I'd like to ask you, what was the most heated match you've ever refereed? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the most heated match. That's, that's a tough one to, to pick because I've been in, uh, you know, been blessed to be in the ring with some of the like guys with Taker, Hogan. Uh, I, I even got to do a match with Piper and Hogan when Hogan was Mr. America and stuff like that. And, and it was just incredible listening to the people with these two legends in the ring and them not having to do anything, you know. But the, the one that I remember the most not being in the ring for, obviously. WrestleMania 18, Hogan and Rock right. here in here in Toronto at, at the Skydome was just incredible. And it almost felt, I don't want to compare it to that, but it almost felt that way with what we got tonight because, you know, again, there they are, they're, you know, manipulating the crowd, but not doing any touching, not interacting. Mm-hmm. And and they've got, they had them. They had them in the palm of their hands from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Isa? 
Yeah, I loved it. Um, and I thought it felt special for everybody. Like when Roman came out, you could see the fans holding on the 1,000 days sign. Sammy coming out, it was emotional. You you knew it was going to be emotional. There's a reason why we put this last. I was very excited. And it makes the match mean that much more immediately. Jimmy, I want you to think about it. The most heat in a match you've called. <laughs> and... We'll come back to it, but uh, just kind of kind of think about it. And I, I, I'm also curious, like, does it does it hurt when I mean, hurt is maybe a, a strong word, but does it affect being able to hear, you know, what they're what they're telling you in, in the back when when the crowd is so loud? Because this was one of those. The crowd was just going nuts. Right. Uh, so we had the match. Um, and I think, you know, I, I had tweeted out that I expected the end to come. Uso's interference backfires, and then we see Sammy pin solo. But what we saw was, you know, Roman getting the Uso's face because they accidentally super kicked, double super kicked solo. Uh, Roman's getting their face, and then Jimmy super kicks Roman, which just, that was my holy shit moment. <laughs> I jumped up. I was like, what? And then Jimmy and Jay are arguing back and forth. And Jimmy kicks Roman again. Just fantastic stuff. And they left the ring. Sami Zayn pin solo gets the win. Tons. I'm the, 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 the fan reaction, everything. This was just fantastic television, I thought. Uh, Issa, people, everyone wants to hear your opinion <laughs> on this. So let's go to you first. Look, before I get into the soap opera aspect of this, I just want to point out that at one point, uh, Roman speared the referee by accident. And when the referee's knocked out, he gets up and says, what's wrong with this guy? I died <laughs> laughing. I'm like, you just spear him, bro. That's what's wrong with him. <laughs> it's amazing. The in-ring awareness, the, the the trash talking that Roman Reigns does, the way that he pans out to the audience. Like, you can see him feeling in, in which direction he needs to go and what he's doing. I mean, there's a reason why he's like up here above everybody in the industry right now. Um, that being said, I thought this was so perfectly well done because the Usos showed up bloodline strong. We started with the Usos bloodline strong. And I said it in last night's podcast, and I will repeat it again. Jimmy never became bloodline strong because of Roman. He gave in. Remember, we had nobody's bitch Jimmy, right, with the shirt and everything. He gave in because he wanted to save Jay Uso from getting his ass beat by Roman Reigns because if he couldn't get Jimmy to fall in line, Roman was going to take it out on Jay. And this is the reason why Jimmy became bloodline strong. Jimmy was never here for Roman. He was here for Jay. And another thing that they did very well is they leave us hanging with Jay again. They did it when Sammy turned. They did it again tonight where Jay, Jay also needs therapy after this bloodline storyline is over because he's going through it. But Jay is trying to process everything going on and, and we still don't know where he's at with things, right? But, I mean, I thought this was so excellently done. Um, I, I was here for it. I, I, I just... I don't know how I feel about Roman not seeing that this double kick on Solo was accidental, but I'm not sure that we needed it. I think he was annoyed that they showed up regardless because he wanted to get it done on his own with Solo, right? That's the story that they're going to try to tell us. Solo takes the pin here. I know what a lot of people are going to try to say, but if we're going to go down that route, then Sami Zayn lost 
a match with Roman Reigns against John Cena and Kevin Owens. So the last time that Roman lost a match, it was Sammy who costed him that match. Thank you very much. Just pointing that out for all of you guys. Listen, the bloodline. This is a storyline that's going for, what, almost three years? And it is still this relevant. It is still main eventing. It still has crowds going crazy. You have to give them all of the props, all of the flowers to everybody that has been involved, making this for three years now still feel like a fresh story. And now it feels even fresher than ever. I don't know what to expect on Friday, but you know we're tuning in. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy? I don't, I don't know what more to add to that. That was well laid out. And <laughs> it's a great story because, as, as you said, there's these little twists and turns where you think it's going to be Jay, the one that kind of is going to uh, dismantle, for lack of a better term, the bloodline. And they're trying to get him to fall back in line. Jimmy looked like he was trying to draw him back in, in line. But Jimmy is the one who, you know, has had enough, so to speak, of, of the head of the table. So I like the little twists and turns. And the big question mark here is Solo, because everybody says, you know, well, Solo's lining up with Roman and he's going to be Roman's heavy. But is he? Because, you know, technically he's their brother. Yeah. You know, do, do you align yourself with a brother? Do you align yourself with, with cousin Roman? You know what I mean? It's now creating some animosity in the family and you don't know which way, you know, sometimes you see these stories and they're very predictable and you say, wow, I can see so-and-so going with so-and-so and this is going to happen. And then you're going to, this one here has got you legitimately going, okay, which one is going to be the one to actually, well, Jimmy tonight was the one who threw the super kicks, <laughs> but and, and Jay seemed the one who tried to calm him down. Who knows? Maybe next time Jay is the one who takes out Solo or something like that. I don't know. It, it, they've got me wanting to see what happens next. And that's what you want to tune in for. They, you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought since WrestleMania, the Bloodline storyline had been getting a little a little stale. And I, I, and I do feel like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn need to move on and move mm-hmm. out of the storyline. But right. Today just brought it back, the event, you know, with the show. It just, the bloodline, again, it's just jolted you right back into it. And it's like, okay, where do they go? I'm assuming they're going to go Roman and Solo against the Usos. Yeah, the implosion Uh, of the bloodline will buy you a million main events. Not a million, but you can main event the next five, six pay-per-views. Regardless of how you do it, like you said, you can do the tag you can do the tag one, you know, solo and roll in Roman against the Usos. Eventually, you can have a fatal four way between all of them. We never got Roman and Jimmy one on one. Roman and Jay, still one of my favorite storylines in the Thousand Day Reign. We can revisit it anytime because we got it during the Thunderdome. It deserves fans. So mm-hmm. there's so many things that you can do with the implosion of the bloodline. It can main event pay per views to the end of the year, honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. Quick question, though. Do you think Roman needs to be champion for this? Should Cody have won at yes. WrestleMania? Roman needs to be champion forever. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, not forever, but uh, until it's t- uh, during until this. Until he retires. Until he retires, know? yes. I don't want to fight with Issa here, but... <laughs> <laughs> I still think Cody should have won. And you know, you know me. I thought Roman should have won against Drew. Roman should have won against Sammy when so many others were saying, oh, but Drew, it's Europe. Um, and Sammy, it's his hometown. But um, Cody versus Brock, this feud, I think, would be so much bigger with that world title. You don't think that the person that, that on dethrones Roman Reigns being from the bloodline is a lot more meaningful than Cody wasn't here for a whole year now he's going to dethrone the champion story that you're trying to tell us 
Yeah, I, I think somebody from the bloodline, Solo, <laughs> Jimmy, Jay, any of them, dethroning Roman would be absolutely epic. Or Seth Rollins, because he's never beaten Roman. But like, I think it happening from now it's within, the other way. Uh, I think it happening from within, within the bloodline. I think that will be incredible storytelling. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Jimmy, Jay, I mean, I think that makes more sense. Seth has beaten Roman. Roman has never beaten. No, that's Seth what I paper. meant. That's, that's what I yeah. meant. Like if he's outside of the bloodline, it should be Seth. It shouldn't be Cody. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. That's all I'll say is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I have to think about that one because then you talk about if it's somebody from the bloodline who dethrones Roman, uh, yeah, you know, that, uh, who should it be? Is it, is it Jay or Jimmy or even Solo? And then does Cody defeat them for the title? And Roman says, you never defeated me for that title. I got right. robbed by, you know what I mean? And I don't right. know. It, it, you can add layers to it. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solo is very well protected. Um, mm-hmm. But if he won the title, could he, could he cut the kind of promos that that's the thing uh, is expected for top guy? Maybe he could, we just haven't seen it. They, they, they like him being that silent assassin. Cause we, we know Jay and Jimmy can, they're fantastic mm-hmm. on the mic. Right. Right. And, right. and of course Roman too. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Roman's just, you know, right. I was saying this when he came out and and when he was when the match started and they didn't touch for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Roman has that what Hulk Hogan used to do and what John Cena used to do, where you just let the fans uh, react and go with it and soak it in, as opposed to just being like, "All right, let's start," you know. Yeah. And uh, he's, I think he's the best at it right now. Nice. No, can't, can't argue yeah. there. J.S. Jenkins uh, with the 220 Super Chat. Canadian. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you, J.S. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, does Solo's gimmick not remind you of Virgil? No, it does not. Because <laughs> uh, Solo is like, like, uh, like uh, Raj referred to him earlier, the silent assassin, whereas Virgil kind of looked very beatable. Let's put it that way. I used to think Virgil looked like the silent assassin. And then he had a TV match on on uh, Superstars with Macho Man. And Macho Man just destroyed him. It was a one-sided squash. And then it, it took a lot of the mystique. It's like, okay, why does DiBiase need a, a bodyguard that can't even get a move in against the Macho Man? But Macho Man's still awesome. But anyway, uh, Stephen March truly 499 Super Chat saying, bigger bloodline pay, a, a four play i think he means uh, a fatal four-way with all four or one-on-one or usos versus roman and solo i think we're probably going to get all of those get all, all the above <laughs> d all of the above <laughs> what's the the biggest money match like what which of those do, do you like headline yeah. SummerSlam with yeah the fatal, fatal, fatal four-way yeah because you are Solo has always been kind of like on his own, right? You have Roman mm-hmm. uh, and Jay and Jimmy not being on the same page, which is what they tease here. You really could do this fatal four-way where it's each their own and it could really, mm-hmm. really be a story well told. Yeah. It will and, put the four-pillar storyline to shame. And like you said, the question, the big question mark will be uh, Solo. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where, where does his allegiance lie? Or does he go into business for himself and say, hey, or do we get the Usos to work together? Like, there's you could do so much in this Fatal Four yeah. Way. Like, but I do I think, think, like I said, there's so many versions of it that you could probably main event the rest of the pay per views for the year. Or, yeah, or does Jay stay with the the Bloodline and you got Jimmy against Roman? Uh, you know, for now, and then later Jay joins him. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can go. Mm-hmm. Huffman Elite Training, 
Roman and Solo Sokoa versus Usos is now a good feud moving forward. And it's great to refresh the Bloodline storyline now with a full-on feud. Mm-hmm. Agreed. This this yeah. gave it a huge injection, I thought. And it frees up Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to start elevating the tag team division again. Mm-hmm. Stephen Marchichuli saying, uh, Solo has Samoa Joe vibes. Hmm. Yeah, maybe partially, but uh, yeah, some, uh, Joe we know can talk. <laughs> right. I mean, I thought if if Samoa Joe was pushed like how Solo it was, you mm-hmm. know, I, I thought he could have been huge. But so, I mean, to WWE's, you know, uh, credit, I mean, not credit, but whatever, to, to defend them, I guess, is right. Samoa Joe did have a lot of injuries during his mm-hmm. time there. All right. Um, and mm-hmm. thanks to, I mean, we have tons of people in the chat. Really appreciate it. Um, David Lane saying, bring in Jacob Batu to defeat Roman. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if he defeats Roman, but no. he, you could definitely add him to this. Right. Uh, Ronaldo S. The Boy saying, how does The Rock play into this? Mm-hmm. I don't think The Rock's wrestling again. You guys think? Mm, yeah. No, doesn't doesn't look that way. I think he's doing well right now. Yeah, Isa. Yeah, I mean, the Rockies obviously fierce Roman Reigns. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, all right. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> yeah, on that note. So a huge weekend of wrestling. What a way to kick it off. Uh, then tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night we got NXT, and then we also have. AEW double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, Isa will be back for tomorrow night along with Matt Coon uh, joining him again. So that'll be fun. Uh, so join us again tomorrow night for the Wrestling Podcast. And please like, subscribe, and add, add your comments at the bottom of this. And we'll, we'll try to answer any comments that you guys leave. We really appreciate your support. And thanks again. And thanks for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.